Now again tonight we're glad to see all that have come. We make you welcome in the Lord's name and thank you for coming along this evening. Now it's good for me to be here another time as well for the preaching of the gospel. During the months that have passed, we were here a number of times for the drive-in meeting, which we enjoyed in the gospel. So we're glad to be here again. Now I want to read just three short passages tonight. And the first one is found in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. It's quite a well-known verse. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. And Paul is writing and he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now into the Old Testament and to the Psalms and uh, Psalm number 40. Psalm number 40. And this time it's David who is writing. We'll just begin at verse 1. Psalm number 40 and verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. And then lastly, if you go right back, to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 48. And this time we're reading about Jacob. Genesis chapter 48. And we'll just read there at um, verse 15. Genesis 48, verse 15, and he, that's uh, Jacob, blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day. Now that's all we just want to read with the Lord's blessing. Paul says, <coughs> regarding the Lord, he says he loved me. 
And I want you to think about that. The Son of God, he writes, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then you could really say about David in Psalm number 40 that David is really saying, he lifted me. He brought me up, he says, out of an horrible pit and out of the miry clay. And then go way back again to Jacob or Israel, as he is known as well. And Jacob is coming to the end of life. And he's blessing Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And he uses this language. He says, The God which fed me all my life long unto this day. And really, Jacob is saying about the Lord, He looked after me. Three very simple things. Paul could say, He loved me. David could write and say, He lifted me. And Jacob, at the end of a long life, he could look back and say, He looked after me. You know, this evening, it's good, isn't it, to be able just to identify yourself with those three great statements. Written by three different men at three different times. In fact, from Jacob to Paul, there would be over 3,000 years. And yet, you know, they're speaking about the same Lord. Paul says, he loved me. You know, the great apostle in Ephesians 5, he'll tell us that Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And that's the church in that wider universal aspect. The church which is his body. And in that church is everyone who has been born of the Spirit of God and saved by the grace of God and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, it's a great thing to be in the church. You know, there, as you know, are many churches and groups all over the world. But the church which is his body is the church where you want to be. Part of that great company that one day will populate heaven. So Paul, in Ephesians 5, he says, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That's the universal. But at the beginning there in Ephesians, 
is at chapter 5. He says that Christ also has loved us and has given himself a sacrifice and a sweet savor unto God. There he's speaking about the local church at Ephesus. He loved the church, the church universal. And now the church local. Paul says he has loved us and given himself for us. But here in Galatians 2, it's personal. Paul says he loved me, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know this evening, if we hadn't that personal aspect, the others wouldn't mean anything to us at all. The reality is that all who know and love the Savior, my and are loved by Him, they're in that great company, the Church of Christ. So here Paul says, the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I want you to think about it like this tonight. Paul says he loved me when I didn't desire it. You see, there was a time in this man's life before conversion as Saul of Tarsus when he had no time for the Lord or his love. He had no time for Christ or for Christians. In fact, he persecuted them. And he healed them to strange cities and even unto death itself. And when Saul of Tarsus was going down the Damascus road with papers of authority with him to get rid of these Christians in Damascus, I'll tell you something, the Bible says that he was breathing out threatenings and slaughter. You know, someone has said, before he could ever breathe it out, he must have breathed it in, and that's true. But I'll tell you this, <clears throat> he was breathing out threatenings and slaughter. He, had, he was hard. He was opposed to the whole thing. And Paul could look back on that, and he could say he loved me when I didn't desire it. You know, the marvel is this, that even in that state that he was, in that hardness and opposition that consumed him, yet the Lord still loved him. You know, this evening... There are still people in the world who hate the name of Christ, who despise everything about him, who are filled with opposition to everything in relation to the Bible, 
and Christianity unto the gospel. And yet, the marvel is that the Lord still loves them. Oh, the wonder of the Savior. You know, Paul tells us, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners or sinning, Christ died for us. So Paul says he loved me and I didn't desire it. You know, then he could say he loved me and I don't deserve it. Well, I'll tell you, we can all fit in there, can't we? Ah, the reality is this man realized that the Lord that he had despised was the Lord that had loved him and not only loved him, my, the reality is he realized he didn't deserve it. The hymn writer said, I wonder what he saw in me to suffer such deep agony. Oh, the love that sought me. Oh, the blood that bought me. Oh, the grace that brought me to the fold. Wondrous grace that brought me to the fold. Paul says he loved me when I didn't desire it. He loved me when, and I don't deserve it. He says he loved me, and I cannot doubt it. I wonder why. Well, there's the answer, isn't it? He says, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, the reality is this. As he thought about the cross, and as he thought about the Lord giving himself for him there at Calvary, he couldn't doubt it. Oh, tonight, the wonder is, there's a Savior who has loved us, and that love has been displayed, and that love has been shown there at the cross. Paul says he loved me, and I cannot doubt it. You know, what language there? He says, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Love me for me. He says he gave himself. He gave himself, the hymn writer said, the sacrifice to set the guilty free. You know, tonight in this meeting, it'll always be a wonder to our hearts, to the heart of the great apostle the Son of God who loved me. There was nothing about us that was lovable. You know, sometimes we say that he loved the unloving and he loved the unloved and he loved the unlovable. Good to know tonight of a love that reaches out. It was George Matheson who wrote the words and said, O love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul on thee. I give thee back the life I owe that in its ocean depths may flow. 
life that shall endless be. He says he gave himself. You know, in that great statement, you can see the power of his love. You can see the price of his love. I'll tell you tonight, you can see the pain he gave himself to the cross, to the cruelty of Calvary. There was no turning aside. There was no turning away. Do we not read his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. The hymn writer said to Calvary's cross one day, my Lord was led away, willing to bear the shame. Of all my sin. My tonight in this meeting. Everyone that knows the Savior. It's something that touches a chord in our very soul. It did my in the heart of the great apostle Paul. When as he considered the wonder of this. His heart was moved. Oh he says the son of God. God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, Paul says he loved me when I didn't desire it. He loved me and I don't deserve it. He loved me and I cannot doubt it. There is the proof. You see, he just didn't say it. He showed it. Love is always expressed and given. When God loved, he gave a son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when the son loved, he gave himself. Paul says he loved me. But think about another one before I leave that. He says he loved me and I cannot describe it. You know, if you read in Ephesians chapter 3, there Paul says, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. In other words, he's saying here is a love that in one sense is unknowable. He says, and to know the love of Christ, and then he says, which passeth knowledge. The reality is tonight, you can only ever know it in part, because it's so vast. It's so great, it's so big. You know, I sometimes try to use a, a simple illustration. If you put a sheep in a field of grass, and my, it grazes there, and then it moves somewhere else, and then it goes on. And then the point is this, that the very first place where it was grazing, it's starting to grow again. You know, the one thing it could never do 
is graze it all, is eat it all. And the one thing about the love of Christ, there's none of us could ever fully describe it all. You see, there's always more, and there's more. I think I told you here one night before, a number of years ago, I, I climbed Sleeve Donard. Now, it's been a day or two since I've been up there. But I remember the first time we did it, we really were a bit green in every sense of the word because there was a few of us and we thought the shortest route was the quickest route, but that was all wrong. But the point is this. There were times when up ahead there was the, the hill part of the mountain and you thought that's it. We're there. And then when you got nearer you discovered that's not it. There's more. And then a bit more. This surely must be it. But there's more. You see tonight, to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, when you think you've grasped it, there's still more. And when you think you've got it, my in a way that you've never got it before, there's still more. I'll tell you this tonight. When the saved of earth get to heaven, there'll still be more. And the reality is this. People say sometimes that when you get to heaven, you'll understand everything. Well, I'm not sure of that. I know this tonight. When I get to heaven, I'll still be trying to understand why God ever loved me. That's beyond us all. To know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Paul says he loved me. Now very quickly, David said he lifted me. Ah, that's a lovely psalm, isn't it? Psalm 40. He says he brought me up also out of an horrible pit and out of the miry clay. He lifted me. The hymn writer said, I was lost and undone without God and his Son when he reached down his hand to me. Lifted. Oh, the wonder of it all tonight. He says he brought me up. It, it, David is, is describing some a terrible experience that he had when as it were, he was down in the dungeon. But the Lord lifted him. 
He says, he lifted me. Now, there's much you could say on this tonight, but there's one thing I just want to mention. I used to read this psalm, and I used to get a picture in my mind, you see, of David down in the dungeon, down in the pit, and, and the Lord then pulling him up from a place and a position above him. But you know, it means something far more than that. When David says he lifted me, he's really saying this. He came to where I was. He came alongside me. And he lifted me. Not from a place or a position above him was he dragged up or lifted up, but the Lord came to where he was and lifted him. That's it tonight. You know, he came to where we were. He came right down into this world, didn't he? Leaving scenes of purest light and veiling glory fair and bright. Cross of Christ, O wondrous sight. Hallelujah, what a Savior. My, tonight in the meeting, the wonder is, he came alongside us. Emmanuel, God with us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came to where we were. That's what David said, he came to where I was, he came alongside me, and he lifted me. From sinking sands, he lifted me. We sing it, don't we? With tender hands, he lifted me from shades of night to plains of light. Oh, praise his name, he lifted me. I'll tell you this tonight. The person who's able to say that he loved me, and then able to say, he lifted me. Because no one else could do it, you know. But thank God, there was one who was willing to die in her stead. That souls so unworthy might live. And the path to the cross he was willing to tread. All the sins of her life to forgive. And there on Calvary, and let's, let's never forget it tonight, he went right down into the depths. <coughs> Deep were thy sorrows, Lord, when heaven frowned, Gethsemane. Blood like thy sweat, Lord, falling to the ground so heavily. Dark was the night. But heaven was darker still, O oh Christ my God. Is this the Father? Well, my tonight, it moves our hearts. Well, think of the Lord of glory on the cross at Calvary. And he went right down into the depths of suffering. To a place where no one had ever gone before. We often say, that no one ever came further 
when he came from heaven. And no one ever went lower when on the cross he went right down to the cutting off of the mountains. How about tonight there's no one who has ever gone higher. He's gone up to his father on high. David says, he lifted me. I wonder tonight, have we all appreciated that love? And can we all my say in our hearts, I know what you're talking about. For he lifted me. He saved me. Oh, this evening, how beautiful it is. Now, I'm not going to keep you much longer. But what about Jacob? Jacob at the end of life. And Joseph brings in the two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh. And in that great scene where we have old Jacob, you know, Manasseh is directly opposite his right hand. And Ephraim, his left hand. And of course, Joseph is thinking that Jacob, the old father Jacob, Israel, that Manasseh is going to be the one to be blessed above the other. But you know, he crossed his hands. And he put his right hand on the head of Ephraim and his left hand on the head of Manasseh. And the Bible says he guided his hands whippingly. He knew what he was doing. Ephraim is going to be the one and not Manasseh. And then he said this. He said, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day. I love that, you know. You see that word fed? <clears throat> it really means shepherd. And it's the first time that you have the Lord referred to, spoken of as shepherd. And, and Jacob said, the God that fed me or has been my shepherd all my life long unto this day. You know, if you want to read a, about a man that had a lot of trouble in his life, well, read about Jacob. You know, this evening... If you have troubles and trials in your life and you need help, well, go to somebody that has a bit of trouble and trial and tears themselves. For the person that has never known it, they'll not be able to help you a bit.
Jacob said, all my life long. Well, you know, Jacob, you could think about him. Uh, he, he was a great shepherd, you know, he was. Probably of all the shepherds in Genesis, he was, he was the greatest of them all. But he says, the God that has been my shepherd all my life long. Jacob, she had a lot of tears too, you know. He had a lot of trouble with his family at times as well. He... He thought that Joseph had died. Some evil beast has devoured him. Do you remember that bit? Oh, I'll tell you. He stood there that day and he said, he said, all these things are against me. All these things are against me. You know, there's times in life where you might get to that point and you might think the same as Jacob. But Jacob, now at the end of the journey, he looks over it all with all its ups and downs. And he says, the God who looked after me all my life long. He says, unto this day, I like that bit, unto this day. He wasn't living in the past, you know. He was living right in the present. He says, this God is real to me today. Not just yesterday. Not just 50 years ago. But he says today. So Paul says he loved me. David said he lifted me. Jacob said he looked after me. And you know this evening, for every soul that is loved and lifted by the Lord, he look after them. May not always be easy. The sun may not always be shining. There may be many as a thick cloud. But the point is this. He's there. And he knows and he cares. And he understands. As I close, the psalmist said, this God is our God. Even forever and forever, he will be our guide, even unto death. So we pray. Lord, we just bow 
at the close of our little meeting. And we thank thee for the wonder of thy love. And we thank thee tonight for the Lord who loves and lifts and looks after. Oh, I pray that we might learn those of us who are thine to trust in him more and more. The hearts of all are known to thee. Lord, we pray for any who may be still out of Christ that they might learn this great truth tonight and they might be lifted and saved by grace. We commend ourselves to thee as we part in thy precious name. Amen.